Who's your daddy? Boom! We are off? I think we're off. I have no idea. I thought there was supposed to be like a music and a play-in and all this other stuff, but I guess not because I have no idea what I'm doing. First time going live for me, Dr. Alan Snyder, Booze Your Daddy, the podcast, bringing back the first ever two-time guest of the show, Mr. Zacharias Elias. Why is it Zacharias? Nobody's actually named Zacharias except for, I think, that guy in Atlanta. But everyone goes with Zacharias. I know Elias Brahms with Elias, but it's not a name. Nobody's named that. Well, there's the Elias Sports Bureau. That's a thing. But they don't They don't have uh, uh, the Zacharias. Show me the bureau, like the law firm of uh, the Jarvis Green Ellis back in the day. The bureau. <laughs> the bureau. That's what I want to be. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Do you have a, a real nickname? Just... Zach, I guess Zach for Zachary. Do you want to make your own nickname? No, that's gauche. <laughs> but I guess I just made a nickname myself the Bureau. So I definitely wouldn't put it past you, though. That feels like very you. Ish. So yeah, the Bureau. Is that crazy? <laughs> no, I mean, I had a pledge name when I was in my fraternity, but that was a... Uh... Did you freeze? Is this already happening? It's like an amateur hour. Can you hear me? Am I? Can, am I, can you hear me now? Drink if you got them. Did you see any of the this? Or Yeah, I got everything. All right, baby. Let's Sorry. crack these beers. I cracked already. This is the second time I got premature cracking. Oh, Rio. You literally is not your... I'm like an alcoholic. I don't know. You can hear me at least, right? When you speak and aren't frozen. All right. Like I see I'm you cracked. freezing up and I see you pixelated. You think you're at a Donkey Kong. You're all 8-bit. I think you're a Donkey Kong. I wish you'd be so lucky. I mean, all right. pieces are there. I don't know. <laughs> Cracking the beer. Here we go. L'chaim to you, my friend. L'chaim. Cheers. What do, what do you got there? Something like... I was trying to tell you about it. It's oh, Barrier oh. Brewing IPA. Take a look at this dude and his grill. We'll tell me it. that is not fantastic. It's Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Beast mode. That should be a beer. Beast well, mode. Ale probably is. Everything's been done. Everything's been done at this point. Yeah. I have an episode coming out soon where we talk about actual names of beers and stuff. So you'll get to that. But when it comes to picking my beers for each show, you know, I always try to get something relevant to my guests or relevant to whoever I'm going to be talking to. You didn't go I, Hebrew uh, brewery, which by the way is God, it's swill. Terrible. No swill. way. Like, it's just kind of looks like me on there. I'm like, it's like a propaganda poster. I got this because it's all about the Benjamins. It's all about that money, honey. Sir, did you by chance take part of watching the NBA draft last night? I watched it a, a, enough until I stopped knowing who they were, so, which was early this year because there's no tournaments. I usually love the, the conference tournaments, the NCAA. Well, I, I knew who some of these guys were, but for the most part, I watched enough of it. The well, suits were good. Can we talk about the main event? Can we talk about your boy from Tel Aviv, Israel? He's the next Tamir Goodman from from Baltimore. Tamir Goodman. Do you know they called him the, the Jewish, Jewish Jordan? Jordan? Of course I know. I don't. I'm going to drop a Tamir Goodman and not know who he is. I don't he had like know. Twelve seconds of fame, then he played against one real player and got torched, and that was it. No, he used to go down to the city and do the work. Man, he was he was good. Yeah, your city. Then he went to go play a real player, and man, you bring him up to Rucker Park. We'll see how good uh, the yep. uh, Hebrew is. <laughs> so anyway, your boy last night from Tel Aviv, Israel, Tel Aviv, Israel, Denny Abdija, Abdiha. Oh, I'm not sure. I have no idea what the deal was, but it's like a gimbal in his name. Are you not excited about this person? Eh, I, what? 
I'm very nervous that he's going to be a total letdown and flip to everybody's stereotype. <laughs> it's going to end up being team accountant. <laughs> so you're more worried that he busts and continues to give our people yeah. a bad name for 3,000 years? That's a long time. Sure, yes. The joke is 5,000, but anyway. I know. It's- Even better. I get the rest. <laughs> oh, God. I was talking last night to Julia, and I had mentioned about the um, – the Washington Wizards getting the guy because I was hoping he would come to New York, right? I want him to be a Nick. I'm kind of a Nick fan. Just which, to sell jerseys to people that look like us. Look, I used to go to Jewish Heritage Night at the Garden, and it was when they had Omri Caspri. It was like the one Israeli player who played for the Kings, and every time he came to the Knicks, it turned into Jewish Heritage Night, which was what they did. I was hoping that I would get to see this Devi. Denny fellow, you know, breakfast at Denny's, Mr. Grand Slam himself. <laughs> that can't be his nickname. How is it not his nickname? Well, look at him. His nickname is probably Dine and Dash. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, I'm telling Julia about, I said, no, this guy, he's, he's Israeli and we got him or he's, we, he's going to the Washington Wizards. And Julia goes, do you mean the Washington basketball team? And I lost it. I absolutely not lost bad. it. It was not bad. for her. That is oh for her for her. That is really really good work. That's pretty good. I did listen to her. Who's your daddy? Man. You've listened. You've become our biggest fan. I you have. Are, you are very high up there on the so list. I have, a, I have a new job that literally is like a thirty minute commute, and I do go different places within there that are all about thirty minutes from anywhere. So I've got nothing else to do. So I'll listen to between two to four a day. Just sure. And of course, I fire off texts to what I do and mostly don't like about each one. Who stinks? Who's not funny? What didn't work? What should have been done? Oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the worst Monday morning quarterback. It's like Monday morning for three seasons ago. I enjoy it. I enjoy all the, the commentary. I like it, buddy. I appreciate everything that you're doing. But anyway, getting back to my story, I'm doing nothing. I'm sitting here in a Kelly's bleachers from Milwaukee shirt. I meant the commentary on the previous shows. Oh, not yeah, many yeah. people. Most of the time, it's like I knew that trivia. That trivia was too easy. You know how hard it is to make up questions that your guest has a chance at, yet all your friends are not going to think it's too hard oh, no, or too I don't easy. Think, I don't care which, who got what. I'm like pissing moan about what's omitted. I tell you today, what '90s cartoons? No Beavis and Butthead. No Daria. No Critic. No uh, Doctor Katz. <laughs> You no, know, what you actually said was Mr. Duckman, which was oh, fantastic. Phenomenal. phenomenal. The most underrated show. It was very good. I love the critic, though. John Lovitz kills it. But I'm being serious. As far as what Julia said, I was like, that is that is one of the funnier things she had ever really said out loud. And she goes, well, you know, it's offensive to wizards. I'm like, what? And she goes, you know, warlocks, that's that. You don't want to use that as a name. I don't know. I thought you would find that funnier than you. It's funny. Did. I didn't need to. Qual- she didn't need to qualify. She should have just left it as it was and left the room. She does that. You know, I like to use that joke from Knocked Up when somebody just keeps on beating it. I go, dude, you're doing the dice thing too much. Like, <laughs> you, you're, you really are. It's really all he's got. It, it's all he's got. It's funny. I have a friend right now who's been posting some stuff online. Have you noticed nowadays on Facebook when you post or when anybody posts something and if it's related to COVID, there's a little COVID disclaimer, or when it's something completely inaccurate or false, they'll say, this uh, statement has been marked inaccurate or whatever. So one of my buddies the last couple of days- we have very different friends on Facebook. Mine are just like, hey, my kids are in leaves. I hope we have different friends. In we well, we have like four, a few that are the same, but they're the worst. Um, yeah, your friends seem to be more active in the, the typey typey community. My friends are just like, hey, I've got a dog and I've got a kid. So look at all of them. 
Yeah, my so my one friend has used like a couple of annoying things that people do and go, this statement is inaccurate, just using like sarcasm and wit, except he's been doing it like every day for the last couple of days. And I've been debating on giving him one of the old, um, it was funny the first time, but you can let it go at this point. Yeah, you got to say something. If you're a good friend, you'll say something. It's like drinking and driving. He, he needs to he needs to hear it. Can you see the comments on the side? I see Booze Your Daddy live. All right. I got comments on the side here. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I have private chat and comments. Oh, God, they're kicking my ass. Howard the Duck. Shout out to the Wizards. Alan has a large penis. I highly doubt that. Wait, it says this post has been flagged as false news. That's oh, wait, what. Ron Katz. Is that the guy that liked me on the other one? That's, that's the, same the guy cast? that liked you. Yes. Hey, Ron guy. Katz. You, you, you gave me some love on the other. That's what, he brought you back. I he had did. three I different people. <laughs> Three different people were like, you need to bring Zach back. And one being my cousin, Amanda, who is posted already. Ron Katz being one. And there's some other people. They, Wait, you should be thanking Samantha them. from Trivia Fame? That is Samantha from Trivia Fame. <laughs> hey, and there's Ron Katz giving me a little dab. There you a go. A little, uh, how's my father? All right. Back to the actual podcast here, my friend. <laughs> so getting back to, meanwhile, you know, another thing that I thought of today during our Going live at nine o'clock. This was the Seinfeld slot, right? Wasn't it at nine o'clock on NBC? On Thursday, yeah. This is us. I really, really worry about you. Ooh, a eat. guy just said yas. Yeah, it's Craigie. I, I, I mean, she's very much great, but he's also uh, yas queening us. Of all the people that should not be live ever, I think you and me, or I guess Craig knows English better than I do. Him and I should I never be. I. You should never be live. You are way worse than I am. I am, and I also have tremendous ADD. So now that I know there are comments, Julia just called me handsome, I assume. Um, and now I'm just like reading the comments. I can't, I've got the tremendous ADD. Well, take the comments them. away. You're ruining no, 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 this. I know they're there. Oh my God. I'll be okay. <laughs> I hope. God willing. God willing. Well, yeah. Anyway, I also wanted to ask you did you ever play basketball? Do I look like I played basketball? I mean, <laughs> I, I would honestly be much better at basketball because I can hit an open shot. I'm pretty good. I'm coordinated. I'm a good athlete, but not at basketball. It's like the one sport I suck at. I'm not a good dribbler. I telegram my passes. Like, you know who I'm going to from miles away. You can put five guys on them. doesn't matter. But if you give me an open shot within the three-point line, I'll hit the three, but not often. But if you give me a good open look, I'll hit it. So you want to play basketball? Zach, no new headphones for the live event. No, frozen all the way. Are you kidding me? Um, what? I'm doing three things at once. I'm not a great basketball player. I was always bitter at baseball, soccer, golf. I like golf. Uh, good at winter sports. But basketball, hmm. how about you? I. How about you? This sounds, sounds like a terrible Tinder conversation. Eight, do you know uh, that's abbreviated? You did, You never Tindered or really online dated too much. You know HBU is what the cool kids say. I have no idea what the cool kids say. HBU. In Tinder and in life. Like, I don't know. I've got the same... Girlfriend, now wife since like birth. We were just an arranged marriage. Someone gave somebody a goat. I got Jenna. It's all good. I yeah, it's the laziest way of having a conversation where somebody's talking to you and you just respond, HBU. I, I would text them back, GFY. Let's go fuck L- yourself. LFGM? Let's fucking go Mets, of course. Yeah, that's how you signed on to the original thing. And Zach will be right back with the word from our sponsors. Yeah, the fucking Mets. So I can Do you have a safe and an asshole at the same time. Do you have an assistant right there that was like, um, could we get the LFG? Like somebody who's kind of in the background Googling things for you? Absolutely. That's how I do well at trivia. I've got an assistant. Well, you know how I got my beer in the last and I'm prepared with two beers. But the first time we did this, I had to like bang on the wall or text my wife to bring me a beer. It's like, 
My personal beer, Vanna White. <laughs> That's good. So anyway, HBU, I played basketball when I was, I don't know, nine or 10, kind of like my car, my uh, nephew, Carson, who's about that age, except I think I might've been taller than he was because he's very scrawny. I scored a grand total of zero points for the whole season until the final game. Cole Blutarski, 0.0. Dude, I was not very good. I had a rat tail when I was little, and you could wrap it around my finger maybe three or four times. I'm not sure and- I could do a rat tail with a Jufro. It would just sort of like puff up. It had like a poodle tail. Oh, no. You oh, basically make that a sting, the poodle tail. The poodle tail. Just like. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened was, is I was again like nine or ten, like my nephew is now, and I went to my parents one night and gave them an ultimatum. I said, "I want an earring, a tattoo, or a rat tail." And my mom goes, "We'll take you to get a rat tail tomorrow." That's like the pirates trio. <laughs> oh, earring, a rat tail, but an eye patch and a parrot, and the whole thing, like. Oh. If it came with a wooden peg leg, I would have definitely been down. The most disappointed I was is when I went to the barber, who was a woman who lived next to my cousin, Samanda and Shelby and my Aunt Marlene. She just lived down the street. Uh, Cindy Dane, I think her name was. I go, they give me a hair. Yeah, she's not watching this. (laughs) They give me a haircut and they, (laughs) they cut it. And I remember turning and looking because, you know, they always show you with the mirror. They take the mirror and they're like, oh, what do you think of your haircut? And I remember going, where is it? And all they do, because I thought when I go get a haircut, I was naturally going to have like a three inch, four inch rat tail. But essentially what it turns into is just a little tiny little pecker thing right there. And then you actually have to do the work and grow the rat tail as it goes. It just doesn't happen overnight. That was one big dick joke until you said rat tail. So I grew this rat tail out, and dude, it was dope. You wrapped it around my finger. Do you know how many girls I got with that rat tail? The amount of points you scored. (laughs) Until the last game when my aunt, Marlene, who absolutely hated the rat tail, without telling my mother or anybody, took me to the barbershop, and they're like, cut it off. And I remember being like, yeah, whatever, cut it off. Get to the basketball game. I was running so much, not faster. I was actually going the same speed. And I was able to get to the charity stripe. I don't remember how I got fouled. I got two shots, bricked the first one, nothing but net on the second one. Dr. Alan Snyder, one point. And on you the got season. a girl? You're like the anti Samson. You look at your hair and you're good to go. One point and a, and a girl. Mazel. I want to talk to Samson. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So anyway, that was my basketball story. There were actually no girls involved with that. Rat so, tail, the last guy on the bench, the white guy on the team. Not, there's nothing saving girls there. Well, that was, I'm glad you brought up the white well, guy on the team. The team? We were all Ju- we were all Jew bagels from Pikesville, Maryland. Were you kidding me? Like it was make the team. It wasn't for high school. It was you pay money. They put ten kids on a team. The coach's son played the most, and then they rotated everybody else in. You had the Jews that paid money. That's how you make the team. You write the check. You're good to go. (laughs) So you mentioned something about all these little white kids. I wanted to ask you something because this happened to me today with a little bit of a misunderstanding with the patient. I was telling a patient – I talk a lot. I know. 
So I was telling a patient. More than just massaging me for an hour. I've heard that on the podcast. Oh, geez. I had a patient I was working with today, and he was he's a little older, and he was telling me how when he first moved to New York City, he lived in the Lower East Side, and he really liked it down there, and how diverse it was. And then he just stops, and he starts to look around at me. He goes, no, 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 diverse like there was a lot of – and I looked at him, and I said, I, I know what you were talking about, man. And he goes, oh, okay, just checking. And I immediately stopped, and do you, you essentially know what he was saying, right? He goes yeah. – because and I looked at him and I said no and let's call him Mike. I don't even actually remember which patient this was. And he goes, "Look, I said Mike. Nowadays, when you say diverse, like we went to this neighborhood and it was very diverse. You're basically saying there was a lot of Hispanic and Black people. That's more or less the PC way of saying that. Is that right? Yeah, they don't just look like you. But what he was talking about was legit diversity, like people from every walk of life, every age, everything that happens." But the way conversations you have to have with people to find out their walk of life. What do you think I do for a living? Like, no, no, him. But then he has to go find out. Like, okay, he could say it's diverse, but you know, for him to say, oh, it's a diverse neighborhood. A lot of a lot of different people in walks of life. You have to find out who's Czechoslovakian, who's from Siberia, who's from Uganda, who's Uganda. It's not not the eyeball test to find out their walk of life. Like, I wouldn't be able to tell that you're a fake doctor by looking at you, except when I see it on the screen there, Doctor Allen. There it is, Dr. Allen. You know, we had a little conversation before this started where we were like, what are we calling ourselves here? And I said, I'm probably just going to go with Allen. And he goes, are you sure you're not going to be daddy? And I said, well, I can be. He goes, I'll call you daddy, but I'm never calling you doctor. I will happily call you daddy because it's quirky and goofy and funny. But doctor is bananas because why do you need to put your profession before your name for in general? Like how insecure are you? Me? Extremely. Extremely. Or or all doctors. No other profession. Not even a lawyer says, you know, Esquire generally. Doctors are the only ones that feel the need to tell people ahead of their name what they do. Yeah, because I worked very hard for that. And I want to make sure. So does a zookeeper. No, they don't. I don't know. How do you know? How hard is it to know what a zookeeper is? No one ever says I'm zookeeper Bob. I think doctors all suffer from the medical term known as LDS. Little diaphragm syndrome. Sure. Or LSS, little Schwanz syndrome. Hey, uh, Skifus. <laughs> Best word ever. <laughs> I, dude, if I got to introduce you to my buddy, Paul, I'm telling you, man, this guy. But why do doctors do that? They have Because they worked harder than any other profession, says them. Um, we worked hard for our license and we get it and we heal people. Like, and then you show it on the wall to just prove to people that you got it. We call that hanging your shingle. My, hangle, my shingle's always hung. I'm just saying, Zach, like I know you of all people are willing to admit you do really minimal good in the world on a daily basis. No, no, minimal. I mean, I got a kid, so I got to try at least pretend to do good. But like, do I help people? No. Do I heal people? I mean, I'm a manager of a real estate firm. So in theory, our agents help people find homes, but they've helped wealthy people generally find wealthy homes um, for the most part. We don't do like anything sort of altruistic. I thought you were going to say Auschwitzik, and I was like, oh, Jesus, don't oh. do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do that. Well, you of all people, I am so worried. You are as close as I, one could get to a real-life Larry David. You know what, I am I'm going to keep it so clean, and you're going to be nervous the whole time. Just when did the bomb go off? I'm shaking it, over it, here. It's like the, the horror movie where you don't actually see the killer. You just know there's somewhere there, but they don't actually have to come out. That's what this could be. I could just keep you in suspense on edge for 40 minutes and just dangle you oh. Just dangling, just dangling that yeah, carrot. The first Holocaust choke of possibly many. Well, it was made by you. 
It was not a joke. It was a worry thing. All I'm saying is I am Dr. Allen because do you see these? Do you see these hands? Do you know what they do, Zach? I don't want to know what they do. They Julia people. shouldn't tell me what they do either. She probably Julia, what you. Hey, Julia and the Queen of Text, what do those hands do? Very little. Little not hands. <laughs> they heal people. That's why we go for that. Anyways, moving off of like with the, the Miyagi, like the bat, they just that's uh, bonsai. Yeah, bonsai, exactly. bonsai. So there was another misunderstanding I had with a patient today where I was telling them a couple of weeks ago about one of my friends that I said, you know, he just doesn't really take such good care of himself. And the story, we start talking more and more and more. And sure enough, today, my lady says, how is your friend doing? I said, which one? She said, eh, the, the big one. I said, the big one? What are, you, what are you talking about? She says, well, you said he didn't take care of himself. And I went, when did that turn into the nice way of saying a fat person? Because <laughs> the person I was referring to, I meant like they don't get proper sleep. They don't, get, they don't eat well. They don't exercise. And my lady thought that the nice way of saying as a big boy is, oh, he doesn't take care of himself. My lady really makes her sound like property. Just the way you said it, it feels really indentured. Well, I don't want to go back to telling you that I'm a doctor and she's my patient. Next thing you know, you go, oh, Dr. Allen, oh, you think you're so special hanging the thing on the wall? Look at me, Dr. Allen, I got a thing up here, hey. I should be so lucky to have the, the Italiano or the Andrew Dice Clay or whatever it is. I'm you want like, like, yeah, um, about Billy Crystal at career day and uh, said he's like, he's just torturing the kids. <laughs> I did just turn 40, so I know this is going to be me one day. Just telling the kids how awful life is going to be. I was curious where if you had anything that you say is the nice way of saying something. So the two examples I just gave was saying something is diverse is essentially the way of saying. And when you say eh, he doesn't take care of himself, that's a nice way of saying like he's a fat fuck. Is there any what do you say if you want to say something mean but want to say something nice? Or do you not have that button in your uh, repertoire? No, I usually qualify it with, like, I'm not trying to be mean here, and then I say the mean thing. I don't, like, I don't have a sure. Like, instead of fat, I might go with, like, rotund, just because it gets a chuckle. It gives that every time. But, no, usually I will qualify it with one of those bullshit statements where you say, like, hey, no offense, and then say the offensive thing. But Always. because you qualified it, it's all good. You can say anything you want after that. Hey, no offense, but you're a big fat ass. Like right. you just said the worst thing for them because you said no offense. They're not supposed to be offended. It it totally does nothing. But it's supposed to smooth it over ahead of time. You're just, you preface the insult. I, I don't have one of those like go to funny niceties. I, I usually just tell it like it is. So did you I remember. Did you just mute yourself to like pick your teeth with your tongue? Maybe. Ew. There's a noise to that. <laughs> that wasn't radio pretty. One of my favorite memes that I ever saw back in the day was when somebody says, now I'm not trying to be rude, they're about to do one of two things. One, they're going to say something super rude. Or two, they're about to bust into R. Kelly's remix to Ignition. I mean, it's I'm great. Not, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not hip to his oeuvre, but I, I certainly know some of his stuff. I know what he's famous for. But uh, I'm not I'm not can't go lyric for lyric with you with R. Kelly. I did just turn 40. Um now I'm not trying to be rude, pretty girl, when I get to you. It's literally how the song starts, Zacharias. I know like half of an R. Kelly song. It might have been his plea that he entered. I don't really know much of his stuff. <laughs> did you watch the uh, Lifetime seven-part series? I can honestly say that I didn't see a minute of it. Zach, 
It's it's I think it's on Netflix now. It's called Surviving R. Kelly. It gets repetitive, but it's worth right, watching. I will be honest. You have given me generally pretty good stuff to watch. Winner! So, and and I'm I'm awful like that because I will keep in my phone things that people tell me to watch with the name of the person that referred it, so that if it sucks in no time, I can get on them for it. But Alan's have been pretty spot on for the most part. So I do need to get Peaky Blinders going. You told me to need <gasps> subtitles for it. I, that's going to uh, be a lot of reasons. Hey, you, no, 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 no. You don't need subtitles. It just helps when he's like, oh, fucking told me I want to go get that there. Yeah, I'm just going to let that roll. I don't need to read while I do it. But, but I'll watch it. I'm, they- I'm Finishing up your Mythic Quest soon, so I don't have to pay for Apple TV because I got bang those out. Um, I'm not pretty sure. You give me something else. I like the old songs. Uh, what else oh, is boys. on Apple? I, I, not, I'm not the boys watch. is on Amazon. No, I know, but I finished the boys because you were the one who pushed me over the edge to watch it. Everyone else made it sound like some fruity superhero show, but you told me it was good and qualified why it was good. It was good. Yeah, and you like Liz Shue, so <sighs> do I. She's aged her right. My just for so the our audience knows that my aging babe uh, is Gina Gershon. Love her, smoking Jewish chick. Doesn't look you have to work too hard. Peaky Blinders has Ted Lasso for Julian. Ted, Ted Ted Lasso. Lasso. We just started one episode. Do you know what it is? Yeah, but I heard it's like so. Dis- I watch Morning Joe, so he loves it. He's hooked on it because he likes uh, soccer. But I hear it's like sad and heartfelt and funny. It's too many. I, I can't emote like that. Too many. It's like eight episodes that are half hour. No, no, no. Too many emotions going at once. Sad, funny, happy, quirky, sedacious. I don't know what's to talk. So I watched the first episode, and it it's very much like an Office meets Major League Two. 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 Which was? Do you know where that was filmed? Major League Two? Yes. Probably Baltimore. Baltimore, Camden Yards, baby. I was there. I was there with my aunt and my cousins for the scene when I think it's Willie Mays Hayes runs around and jumps over Jack Parkman to score. I was there that night. It was raining so hard that they had to keep giving away free crap to keep people from not leaving. Nice. What is a money heist that a man Oh, this yeah. is just going to be her telling me what to watch. I'm turning yeah, the comments what, off. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. You're ruining my first meeting. So this <laughs> Ted, Lasso, Ted Lasso is basically mm. the guy plays kind of an idiot savant like a Steve Carell in The Office. But the concept is very much based on like Major League Two where you have the misfits and where you also have the um, like the owner who's kind of a see you next Tuesday. She was fantastic, Rachel Phelps. <laughs> Pretty much. I loved her. Yeah, so that's some good stuff that you definitely have to watch. Uh, but right. Peaky Blinders has Tom Hardy in it, and he plays an us. What? He plays like an old school Jewish gangster. And oh, his, I thought you meant two and losers and just us. sit on a roof and watch football, and now we're on a podcast. So what is this? Are we influencers now? Is that a thing? Yeah, all eight people that already know us are being influenced They're right now. They're totally being influenced with us. By us. You know, it used to be like a bad thing to be a follower. Like when you were in high school, it's the worst thing you could call someone. Just a follower. But now it's like a cool thing to a bunch of followers. And like yeah. to be a follower of so it's really turned My biggest pet peeve with the new craze that I just don't understand. Karen, do you, just don't understand. Do you just remember growing <laughs> You did. Growing up when you'd go play video games with your friends. Yeah. And you'd all kind of sit around and take turns and do whatever. And next thing you know, like you're just sitting there and you're watching your friends play because you died and you want to play. Well, yeah. I always was just waiting for my turn to play where nowadays it's the kids that want to watch other people play. 
Yeah, watching people play video games is ridiculous. I used to like, oh, I'd root for my friend to do well, but I'd really hope that he died immediately so I could get my turn. Because you had two controllers that like, it was Nintendo. There was like eight people there. So once someone died, you got to go into Contra or whatever it was. So yeah. Do you remember the code? Gonna, yeah, very much so. Go ahead. Up, down, up, down, up, left, right, left, right, B-A-B-A, select star. Is it B-A-B-A or A-B-A-B? B-A-B-A. How sure are you? Sure enough. Can I, I kick you, you in the nuts if you're wrong? B-A-B-A. Well, what do I get if I'm right? Is it Nothing. Rochambeau? We both get to kick each other in the nuts? Like No, but you're the one right now saying you're very sure. So is it B-A-B-A or A-B-A? Kick me in the nuts? No, but like you can punch me in the Dollar? leg. Dollar? Oh, yeah. The usual amount? Dollar. <laughs> If I lose, I'm giving you a hundred pennies that I may cut in half before you get them. It's fantastic. I'll go to the homeless guy in your block. I've been to your block. Uh, yes, I, I will go. So with we're not doing this right bad now. Somebody for- in the chat, please Google the Contra Stars code. Bad news for New York City. The kids are not going oh, to school Chris anymore. Stone. Done. Do I owe money? Baba, you owe me a dollar. Uh, Thank you, Greg Stone. You can get it from my dead, cold hands. Is where you I can get this. I certainly will. I'll be at your funeral collecting. What do you want on your tombstone, by the way? I know what I want on mine. I'm not crying. You're crying. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else besides my name and that. It's so good. I've heard the joke before, but it's it's great every time. It's so good. You walk by. I'm not crying. You're crying. If it's a cemetery. They might be crying. It works. It, it'll make them laugh the whole time. It's pretty good. I don't know. I've never really thought about my tombstone too much. That's kind of a morbid Turn thing. 40, you think about death a lot. I would rather it just say have some dynamite there and then it says boom we are off <laughs> it's Fantastic. like it just like as soon as they lower the casket it's just the talk the clock starts going oh, wait, and- didn't you talk about that on a different one i know that like stephanie and, and you were like she has a million things she wants on her tombstone i thought that was a different uh yeah i don't know if i've ever come up with anything hardcore <laughs> craig stone's on fire Oh, I remember when you made fun of him when this first started? Craig is one of my funniest friends, and he is so quiet. He is so quiet, and then you give him maybe two beers, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I don't have half of this kid's comedic genius post two beers. Two beers, good stuff. He makes you seem quiet. I've, Craig has had me rolling before. So let's get him up. We get him to your roof. Where does he live? No joking, Hoboken. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So New York City closed the schools again due to, you know, COVID and whatnot. And I'm assuming your daughter is now home with you. No, she's still going to school. I I assume she was with Craig Stone. Um, No, she's in a private school in Jersey because we're we're those waspy Jews. No, she's doing fine. She's not yet having closed it yet. It's ridiculous that they closed the schools. 3% is an arbitrary number. Are you one of those? Why don't you move to Idaho, you fuck? No, I'm not moving to Idaho. I believe in the virus. I don't believe that the schools should be closed if gyms and restaurants and other places that you could lower this fabricated number that they came up with months ago. Uh, if, if the number, if the goal is purely to get it at 2.9999%, close any one thing and you will get the number you need. Nine times. Exactly. All right. I don't want to talk about that stuff. Where I was really going with this was, have you had to sit down with her and work through homework or anything on a Zoom call? Hell no. Mother's job. You are a terrible father. What do you do? What do you do? I'm actually a good father. I'm a terrible husband. But I entertain her. We play. I teach her all kinds of fun stuff. Like um, what? What is the one thing that you're going to look back one day and she's going to go, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not crying. You're crying. Do you know what At that a really young guy? age? I taught her the, do you like seafood? Uh, seafood. 
She does it. She knocks it out of the park. <laughs> You're horrible, man. You know what the problem is? She has a 40-year-old, nine-year-old brother. <laughs> it's great. I teach her nonsense. Like wow, you know, but I go to everything. I'm, I'm, I'm I will go. Okay, to, so you're not I'm an like, absentee dad. You're no, just no, not I'm, helping her with anything. I'll correct her grammar when she makes you know stupid do Rod, Rod Cat's dad jokes. I got tons of. Tons you know, of them. my father takes all the credit in the world for everything that I've done. I mean, anything successful that I've done, and I'd like to consider myself somewhat of a success. My father taught me one thing. Just to me with that mustache, you're not a success. The one thing my father ever did was sit me down and he taught me how to do 10 percentages. And he was like, if you know how to do this, everything else gets easier in life. And I remember being like, yeah, but maybe like learning how to ride a bike or maybe if you ever came to some of my hockey games, that would have been nice too. My dad told me at a young age, jump pearls, if you ever get into see a cab in the winter with its windows down, don't get in. The guy smells. Dropping pearls on me. He's right. <laughs> he also said, "Never to pass up chance to go to the bathroom. You never know where the next one's going to be." It's on fire. It's oh just... my god! That's when I went to Israel. Really bedroom room. The Holy Land. Yeah. I remember going there, and I came back with three rules when you travel, especially on a trip like that. If you see food, you eat it. If you see a bed, you sleep in it. And if you see a bathroom, you use it because you do not know when you're going to get any of those three things ever again. So in Israel, you were just feral? Oh, I was just dropping everywhere. Yeah, I would pee on anybody anywhere, anytime. My daughter in Paris peed on the Arc de Triomphe because she had to go under the whole underpass to get to the bathroom. So she just squatted. We built like a wall and she just went, desecrated the National Monument at age five. Good for her. Simon sent out something on our group text today that New York City has started posting signs that say don't pee here or don't pee on this because that's become a big problem now. Never had that problem. I pee wherever I want. I pee a lot. I do. I'm, I'm like, I break the seal after one beer or two beers. Um, um, every inning. We we have a spot. Simon and I, you know, we used to hang out a lot at Gin Mill where we'd play a lot of Pong. And I lived in Hoboken. And he lived in Stytown. So we would always take the two, three down to 14th Street. I would go one way. He'd go the other. It's but shockingly not, not convenient for either of you. No, but it happens. So what we would do is we basically would make it all the way to 14th Street and then realize we both really have to pee. But you can't pee on 14th Street. So Why? we would go to... We would why because it's a main street, 14th and 7th. So we would go to 13th and 7th and just sneak around. And we always would just pee in this corner, like not back to back, belly to belly. That's a Yankees baseball reference. <laughs> but we would kind of do our separate thing. And I don't know who started calling it the pee spot, but it forever became like, a, hey, where are you? It's like, oh, I'm at the pee spot. And you didn't fancy it up and call it the Lou. <laughs> oh my God, I would hate that. So that's actually a good segue for something else I wanted to talk about with you tonight because I've been having an issue. Here's another show that you, if you haven't watched, you need to need to watch. I know I got Ron and Rita onto this. The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Have we talked about this? We have not, but I will. Like right. Queen's like the borough or Queen's the, like, is this like a Victorian show? The Queen's Gambit, T-H-E. So oh, when somebody first told me about this, I said, I don't care because here's the description. 1960s orphan girl learns how to play chess. And I went, I'm out. Don't care. That sounds horrible. Go on. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I was, I, 
different people from my life started talking about it to me. And I was like, you know what? Let me sit down and watch an episode. I watched two the first night. It was out of this Netflix. Okay. Absolutely amazing. The thing is, is it's more of a, it's, it's a TV show, but it's more of like a film than it is like a, a movie. You know, it's not a wham, bam, shoot them up. It's very beautifully. It's the script is great. The acting is fantastic. I highly, highly, highly recommend. I won't tell you because people don't want any spoilers, but anyway, so the, the girl who plays Beth Harmon in the show, I heard her on a podcast the other day. She plays an American chick and she's on a podcast. She's on a podcast the other day where she's being interviewed and her accent was all over the place to the point that I was like, is she British? Is she American? What is she? And I looked it up and apparently she was born in Miami, moved to, I think, Northern England. And one of her parents is Argentinian. The accent was one of those, are you trying to be British? Are you British and American now? Like I couldn't quite figure it out. Madonna. Yes. I wanted to know your thoughts. On fake accents? On accents, on fake accents. Like, where, what do you think? Oh, fake accents is bananas. Just roll with what you got. Just don't try too hard. Don't go for the Ohio accent like the like the newscasters always try to do. But don't have one that's all over the place either. Your, your accent should be consistent no matter how ridiculous it is. Even if it's like Massachusetts, just, just be consistent. Just go with it. Just own it. Just if you can't speak like you people in, in Baltimore, what's the Baltimore accent like? Do you not know the Baltimore accent? Yeah, it's like Warsh and Warder, and it's just awful. Not even close. So it all starts with the letter O in the alphabet. So the first thing you have to say is it's not I go home. It's I go home. So go on. I go home. I talk on the phone. I drink water, and I swim in the ocean. You wash your hands in the zinc. Zinc? Zinc. Yeah, there's water. If, but sometimes you got you got to iron your clothes too. You got to iron them. You eat crabs on a Tuesday, and if you really want to be Baltimore, you say "hun" after everything. You're like, "How you doing over there, hun? Everything going okay with the crabs?" Men say "hun." You can say "hun" to anybody. I mean, it's kind of weird if you're like dude to dude. But I, I was at Ohio for their fake holiday called Sweetest Day with my dad one time, and the waitress comes over and goes, "Wishes a happy Sweetest Day." We had no idea she talking about. Then she explained it. It was like. 20 seconds or forever of pause. And my dad just goes, that's my son. That was it. It's like their version of like some Hallmark fake Valentine's day. We had no idea what the holiday was. We barely understood her, her explanation of it, which went on forever. Then no one spoke until he just goes like, that's my son. Actually, clearly it wasn't either that we were an item or something. Who knows? It was hysterical. He's his delivery was spot on. He just, just zinged this poor waitress. Yeah. No, the Baltimore accent is great, but the most Baltimore thing that you can ever say is when it's basically what are you doing for the weekend? If you're going to Ocean City, Maryland, which is just the trashiest place ever, it's more or less what you would say is because in Jersey, they would say we're going to the shore, right? Hey, Ocean City, the dry county, or is that the oh, there's two Ocean Cities? One, yeah, Ocean City, New Jersey, Ocean City, Maryland. Ocean City, Maryland is not dry, it's a bunch of wet, disgusting women. I mean, nice. uh, bars. So, what you would say is, what are you? What are you doing this weekend? And the answer is going down the ocean, hon. That's the worst thing anyone's ever said ever. You asked for the accent. You That's did. the worst thing. It's awful. Look, I personally don't think I have a thick Baltimore accent, but I have been around people. Does where, it come out more when you're in Baltimore? Do you like hunt it up? And Dude, when we were driving a couple weeks ago, my bubby calls me on the phone. Yes. I grab the phone. I put it on speaker. 
I start talking to her. I get off the phone. Julia looks at me and goes, who the hell are you? I was like, what? She goes, you didn't sound remotely like yourself for the last 20 minutes. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was just talking to my bubby here. She's like, that was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous. You give 20 minutes with your grandmother? If I'm so, with her for like seven, it gets difficult. The problem talking to her is, so you know my line, right, is I don't listen. I just wait for my turn to talk. Okay. Bubby doesn't listen and doesn't stop. She just keeps going and like she's her not life, listening. Is that inter- exciting to her that she can go on for 20 minutes straight? That's phenomenal. Good for the, her. The best line is she has like zero filter. I mean, she's still the old 92-year-old is like, oh, a little Schwarzer boy across the street came over to me the other day. And you're like, uh, Bobby probably shouldn't say that. She's like, what? What'd I say? What'd I do? You know? I'm glad she doesn't use an N-word. Gentlemen. Yeah. I'm just happy she's not using N-bombs. But she will call and she'll want to make fun of somebody in our family. And she'll go, do you know what that goddamn jackass said the other day? <laughs> like, who are you talking wow. about? Oh, she goes hard in the paint, dude. Fire. <laughs> she goes hard. She is the Denny Abdijiha of the family. Good for her. Good but for her. when I say she doesn't listen, she does. Her hearing's not great. You know, she'll generally call and she'll say, hey, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm just eating dinner. And then she'll say, so are you going to eat dinner later? And you're like, okay, you you definitely weren't paying attention. Like that, that's just not good. Yeah. But no, I... I my accent, I think I went to UMass. I think my accent got stronger, my New York accent, when I was there. I was like some freak show novelty. They're like, hey, say this. Hey, say that. Meanwhile, none of them could speak worth a damn. But Western people do man, this. People do that. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Exactly. It's Western. I thought it's the Jewish part that there weren't a lot of them in Western Mass either. But the New York thing, like, I was like some, some novelty, you know, sideshow to them. Meanwhile, that place is just insanity with, with those. Not even Boston accent, like rural mass accent. Anything goes. I don't know, man. Baltimore, where it's just like, you know what day of the week it is? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's it's brutal, man. It's absolutely brutal. Because you're like half north and half south. Doesn't know where it is. The whole thing is just. That is so false. I tell people that I'm from the south and they go, no, you weren't. I said, well, south of the Mason-Dixon and we had slaves. Last to give rights to Jews, too. You had slaves? Good for you. <laughs> You think I had slaves? You never here. know. It's Baltimore. I mean. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was a slave growing up. No, I mean, our people invented slavery. We built the pyramids before it was fashionable. The last thing Jews built was the pyramids. But not much of the builders. Jesus so, was a carpenter. I don't know if he's any good. Could he build the chair or like a table? How was his carpentry? They never discussed that in the book. He was the last handy person that was Jewish, in my opinion. When people ask me, like, oh, you hey, know he was handy. How do you know he was a good He was carpenter? a carpenter. He doesn't mean he made a dime. He went, he went a different direction. He got muscled out of the business. He became a god. I assume he knew how to do some hammering. Uh, maybe not. Uh, do you know anyone who has an original Jesus end table? <laughs> that would be worth a ton, ton of money. A ton of money. You know, <laughs> there's my coffee table. Jesus made it. <laughs> they should make that into a movie. <laughs> Jesus he, made it? Jesus before he was famous. Where are they now? The Jesus edition? Yeah, like him just... In the workshops, building things. <laughs> yeah, that stool's going to be ready on Tuesday. Got backed up in the shop. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Rita's right. Miracles. He doesn't even have to hammer. Just does a little of this, and the stool was made. Did you ever see on Family Guy when they, they did a whole bit on Jesus when they're like, well, Lois, uh, apparently – 
some of Jesus's miracles weren't exactly the same, but he's like that, 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 I still, I do still do just, I tune into family guy every now and then. And it has his moments where I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm dying. But yeah, no one ever talks about him as a carpenter. That's good. So Zachy, something happened to me today that I wish you were there to see it. And I wish that you were there to participate. Ew. I had, you know, I don't know where this is going, but I'm going with ew. Just put some cream on it. We'll be fine. So in my building, you know, I work out with some of my patients in the gym where there's a main entrance. You go down the regular through the, there's this nice little lounge where, remember we watched uh, football there where you bitch that I didn't buy enough napkins for you the whole time. Oh my God. I had to buy like $50 worth of napkins, but yes, I remember the lounge. <laughs> so if you go through that lounge and then downstairs, that's where the gym is. And a lot of times I go down with my I patients, down there. <laughs> but sometimes I'll just take a patient from the clinic immediately through the back door. The clinic back door. (laughs) Back door clinic down through the the kind of the underbelly of the basement into the gym. So I had somebody that I did that with today just to go down there. We're doing our thing. And then as we're kind of finishing up, I'm like, all right, let's head back upstairs. And as we're walking up the stairs, you just hear very specifically a one month old, like a (laughs) you're like, oh my God, somebody. What is that? So we start walking up the stairs because I just didn't. Maybe there's a baby there. There is a moyle with the baby on the pool table. There's everybody's got their masks on. There's wine. There is a brisk going on in the lounge that you ate buffalo chicken wings at. Scrotum side pocket. Eh, It's not not Jesus end table, but it's good. Actually, I should have just left. I should have just closed my computer and dunk. Jesus end table. And and I'm walking up. And my guy that I'm with, I just turned and I said, I think we should go back down the other way. And he goes, no, 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 no. I think we just get out through here. I'm like, dude, there's definitely a brisk going on in the lounge right now. Oh, I would have crashed the brisk. Absolutely. Sad thing. Not the first time that happened. The first time that they had a brisk in the lounge, they rented the whole thing out. This time they went for the cheap. Eh, nobody's going to be down there. We'll just use the pool table. You said you wouldn't even crash a wedding. I'll crash a brisk. Let's go. No, thank you. They serve a good lunch after the, the snip. Yeah. All right, my friend. What floor is yours? What do you got for me? I don't know. I mean, we've talked about Jesus as a carpenter, brisses on pool tables. Um, it's getting pretty old school Jewy. Speaking of old school Jewy, this was my gripe of the week. We actually asked me, do you have any gripes? I would, if you could come up with a gripe of the week or a couple of them, that would make I mean, me happy. Grinds my gears has been done. So it's like shapes my inner thigh. This, this is like what I'm down into. I thought we were going to just call this the fetching corner. Fetching corner, both of the apostrophes. Fetching corner, like kind of his corner, but but worse. Um, anyway, so I I was walking around the city, and, and you know I was going from uh, places in, in my job. Like I'm a manager of a real estate firm. Doesn't matter. Anyway, so I was down in like the East Forties and saw a group of Orthodox guys, and they're like spreading this thing like you wouldn't believe with their events. They will wear nonsense. They will wear hats, novelty size, made of like human hair. They'll wear little strings that hang off of their pants for whatever reason. They'll wear zoot suits in the summer, yet they draw the line at masks. Why are they so averse to this one weird garment? They'll wear any sort of nonsense, but this, the beard out to here, this is the garment that this, if that's the hill they're going to die on. One too many. It's a, it's a zoot suit riot. It is a zoot suit riot. That it just it bothered me philosophically that they'll wear anything they're told to, essentially, except that. I honestly don't get it, man. Bothers me. 
I mean, go wear the strings. I don't get the strings, but if you don't wear a string, wear a mask. They're spreading this thing like wildfire. Tell me about St. Louis pizza, because you had comments about awful, that from our one Awful, cod. awful. So there's this place in St. So uh, I haven't been to as many as you, but me and some buddies do go on baseball. Uh, the Rebbe tells them to do it. Good call, Ron Katz. Um, so anyway, we, I go on baseball trips with some of my buddies, too. We've been to Chicago. We've been to St. Louis, which is a blast. I got thrown out of the best bar in St. Louis. Not my fault. This is from my Milwaukee trip, Kelly's Bleachers. It's a great bar. They let you drink on a bus to the stadium. Um, we've been to some other places too. But anyway, so St. Louis, they're supposed to have like, it's this place, Emo's Pizza. It's supposed to be incredible. You can't miss Emo's Pizza. It's phenomenal. So we ate barbecue. We ate everything else we were supposed to eat. We drank are so stupid. Last day there, yeah, fine. We got some time before the flight. Let's go to Emo's Pizza. Let's just bang it out. So we go, we get it. It's like a cracker with like tiny little bits of cheese on it and sauce maybe and something else in there. I got to tell you, and, and Ron already said TMI for me using the bathroom. Went right through all four of us instantly. Like That had to have been bam. bad cheese or something though, right? Yeah, that's the thing. That's their thing. It's bad cheese. That's, that's the shtick. The cheese all can say, how was that bad cheese? They're making hundreds of these things. It's the same. That's just the move. It's like Roto-Rooter. Just cleans your pipes. It Horrible. was awful. It didn't even taste that good. It was sort of like matzo pizza, but with like cheese curd on it. Within half an hour, all, all four of us were just holding on for dear life. <laughs> that reminds me of like the Dumb and Dumber where Jeff Daniels is like, mm. that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> Literally, it was that. Emo's Pizza. This is my endorsement. It's my one-star Yelp review for them. Um, if you're backed up, go to Emo's Pizza. All righty. Well, I think I'm going to leave your gripe of the week at Emo's Pizza right there, my friend. Right. Outstanding. That's where we close. I That's where we're closing. Middle, but I didn't close well. Emo's Pizza. Oof. What's the Mitch Hedberg joke? When you're a comedian, you have to be good at the beginning, middle, and end. You can't be like pancakes where the first couple bites are great and you're just terrible by the end. <laughs> have you ever finished a pancake? Ever? Yeah, many times. Like a stack of three. You finished them. Of course, I'm a fat ass. Like, okay, like, um, yeah, I assume that the chef knows my allotment. So whatever you give me, unless I get really full, I will eat. I mean, I'm not a bottomless breadstick guy like you and your olive garden. I, I have some but nobody said food. I'm bottomless. I just I like my sticks. Says you. Um, all right. Well, good times. Good stuff. All right, buddy. Well, normally it's Stephanie Blue and True, but today we had Zacharias Blue and Jew joining us on the podcast. Yeah, I, I am Blue and Jew. Um Oh, Blue and Shrew. I was trying to think of her nickname. I was thinking like Steph. I couldn't Blue and Jew. See what I did there? Blue and go or something, Stephanie. Um, All right. Well, this was our first live episode. I hope everybody had fun watching it. Make sure you hit the like button. Leave us a comment. Hit subscribe. Booze your daddy. How was that beer you had? You didn't tell me it was any good? It was an IPA. It was fine. That means it was terrible. Okay. Booze your daddy on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. Make you hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating. Zacharias Elias. That was fun. Good times. All right. We out. We out. Well, I can't do that. Can they- we out.